Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back to today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim Wildman here with Ed Battagliano. Steve Jordahl joins us now. Hey. And Ray is on the phone with us. Well, not on the phone. Ray's <laughs> with us. Ray Pritchard from Kansas City, Kansas. We are in Tupelo, Mississippi, which is the uh, national headquarters for American Family Radio. Hey, real quickly. Uh, Steve, good morning, by the way. Good morning. Um, there is a story on the Daily Mail about uh, uh, President Biden secretly flying these thousands of children that he's welcomed into our country from around the world and still having them come here, uh, taking them and spreading them out all over the country in different facilities. Have you seen this? Uh, I know I haven't seen that particular story. I can look it up, but I, I don't know that that's new. Um, this that, is Tennessee. This is out of Tennessee. If you go yeah, to this is a this is a new story. Yeah, it's breaking, I guess. Okay. Uh, but uh, this is a, a pictures of a plane and uh, these uh, illegal immig- immigrants, uh, miners, getting off the airplane in Chattanooga. And being sent somewhere, and what what the what the story is, is that the Biden administration. Here's what they're evidently. Here's what is going on, guys. We have hundreds of thousands of people flooding our southern border right now, and have been since Biden, even before Biden was inaugurated, because they knew that he had said, "Everybody's welcome here. Come on in." We'll pay for everything, and I'm not making this up. Okay, this he said. That, remember, remember all right. the Democrat candidates raising their hands, saying, "Are you for paying for illegal Im- immigrants' health care?" And all the Democrats said, "You bet you we are." Right. So you incentivize this. So now they're coming, and they've been coming. Over a million people they're expecting by the end of the year, maybe more. Even from around the world, now it's not just the. Uh, Northern Triangle, Honduras, Ecuador, Guatemala, people are coming from South America and other parts of the world so they can come over the border unencumbered. But then then Biden is flying them all over the country. I don't know where they're taking them to where they uh, to do you know any more about this Ray? They're taking them to military uh, bases or or where are we going to take all these So you're saying you're saying they're coming in and we're not keeping them at the border now. We're no, flying, because it yeah. looks bad. Right. So so Biden right. decided to put them on buses and planes and ship them all over the country. That's what he's doing here. And and they keep pouring in because, I mean. Uh, people- of course. Why not? I mean, as you said, the Biden administration has incentivized this kind of behavior, right? So when you incentivize it, you get more of it. So they better get more planes and uh, trains and automobiles and all of that because you're going to have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands more show up on our southern border, right? How many can we take, Tim? Uh, well, there's it's unlimited. For Biden and Harris and the Democrats, listen, I'm just going maybe with the possible exception of the of the border Democrats, like the two senators uh, from Arizona, mm-hmm. who have to speak out because it's their state that's being flooded. So they have to say something or they're going to be in trouble. They're going to be beat in their election. 
but I'm just going to tell you like it is, as I see it. The Democratic Party in this country, they do not care how many people flood in here illegally. They don't care. And you say, well, why wouldn't they care? If you just want to talk about politics, I think they think if they can flood America with illegal immigrants, with millions of them, and then they can make them be eligible to vote with amnesty, then it's the death of the Republican Party as we know it. And then they get everything they want without having to answer to anybody. And so I, I, that's the only motivation I can see here for wanting to, to not stop people from flooding in here. Because with, uh, listen, these people are coming in and you, then you got drugs and cartels. It's just a matter of time to me before these drug cartels, which are ruthless on the border before they start moving 10 miles, 20 miles, 30 miles inland. Oh, these, anybody, these gangs are already in operation. They're already? In New York City, Chicago. No, oh, yeah. like MS-13. Remember under, uh, under... I'm talking about occupying land, too. Yeah. Eventually. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, uh, I guess some people, Democrats, may say, oh, you're just saying that because you're a Republican or a conservative. Well, I'm a conservative, and I'm a Republican voter most of the time, but I don't know. Uh, what this got me on this was seeing these plans, seeing these pictures on the Daily Mail of these children and, and other minors just being dr- brought all over the country. And, and, I, they're, and they're not letting Tennessee government officials know they're doing it. Mm-hmm. No, Biden That's, Biden doesn't consult any governors. Right. Biden doesn't consult any mayors. He just does what he wants to because he can. Right. Uh, on, on this issue. And I'll tell you what's troubling, too, to me is, uh, uh, Steve, is how helpless governors are. Governors, now Abbott's doing everything he can, but he still, he still can't, doesn't have the authority to override the federal government. The federal government, the a federal court, and it might have been the Supreme Court, but a federal court ruled a while ago that Arizona does not have any right to enforce its own border because border is the responsibility of the federal government. Who said that? A court. It might have been the yeah, Supreme Court. That's that's constitutionally correct, I think. Right. Do you disagree with that? Well, I I, th- I, I think what I, the way I understood the federal court ruling, and I, I I'm like I'm like Steve. I don't remember what level. What well, was, was on page fifty seven of that ruling? <laughs> right. <Ed. laughs> the 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 states don't have a right to to fill in the gap where the federal government abdicates right. its responsibility, so they can't create their own. Uh, Border protection. Border patrol that replaces ICE. But I don't think there's anything wrong with them, uh, ar- I, I don't know, arresting people who are in their state illegally and shipping them to California. I, I'm not sure that there's anything wrong with them doing that. But how do you, how do you apprehend those people? You'd have to... Ordinarily, you would rely on ICE to apprehend people coming into the country illegally. Then the state could step in. But if ICE is not doing it, I don't know how the state actually does that. I want to ask Steve. Steve and Ray, you can both comment on this. 
We've all heard the expression, um, um, givens are assumptions. Um, well, those aren't exceptions. Those aren't, those are words. The constitution of the United States works, uh, uh, works under the assumption that the chief executive officer of the country, the president is going to defend the nation. <laughs> right. Okay. Don't you think that that's a logical assumption you would think to make what happens? Is there a flaw in the constitution? I just asked uh, as a question mark when the president of the country doesn't care about obeying immigration laws. The way the Constitution wants to deal with that is high crimes and misdemeanors, figuring out that surrounding the president, at least, would be somebody who wasn't corrupt and trying to undo but the what, country. But what's the high crime and misdemeanor? Well, not following the... I mean, you're saying if they're not protecting the country correctly. So the high crime or misdemeanor, the high crime might be allowing the dangerous drugs or cartels to operate in the country without, you know... Yeah, but what if the president... Ray, I'll let you come in now. What if the president of the United States uh, knocks down laws, in essence, that are there to protect his own nation from being invaded? We only have two choices then, Tim. Either impeach him or get a new president. I don't think But we have to wait three option. years. Right. right. Well, so not, to we, not, not to impeach. Not to impeach. Right. He could, but he they're not going to impeach because... The Democratic Party itself agrees with Biden and they control, let them all in. And they, and they would control, control the process That's because right. the House would have to issue the articles of impeachment and then the Senate would hold the trial. And we know the House and the Senate are in the control of so the So are we in Party. a constitutional paradox? Well, it's a it's a crisis. It's, it's a, a crisis. challenge, according a, to Jen Psaki. <laughs> That's right. It's a crisis because the country is being threatened I don't, I don't think we're at the point of being overwhelmed by this, but we got to remember that the progressives slash regressives in this country want to fundamentally change the nation. So whether it's, you know, the new uh, 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 voting bill that the Democrats want to pass in uh, Congress, or it's, you know, changing the way we teach our kids with critical race theory or whether it's what's happening on the border and why they're doing it, all of this is to serve the greater purpose of fundamentally changing the country away from what it was under the Constitution and the sentiments of the Declaration of Independence into a secular, socialist-leaning, let's at least say that, socialist-leaning, progressive state that is going to flow into the globalist ideology and become one of the uh, European-type states. Everything it does, the, the progressives are headed towards that goal. Anyway, I, I, uh, I just happen to ask an open-ended question. There are constitutional remedies, I guess, but they're really not if one of the major political parties in this country with a lot of power and <clears throat> control the House and the Senate. Elections have consequences. And well, they, step and, one is to... Take one, take one or both of the houses of Congress back in 2022. Right. I mean, that, that would certainly slow Joe Biden down. I, 
I cannot imagine. No, uh, no. Excuse me. I don't mean to disagree with you, Ray. But Sounds like you do. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, okay. Okay. Ray may be right. Ray may be right, but may I offer this? Right. Okay. Because I love continuing with pessimism. Sure. You know, it, that's, I get a kick out of that. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the legislative branch, i.e., should the ha- I do think the Republicans will take the House of Representatives in 2022. I think Nancy Pelosi will have to go home to her beauty ice shop cream. and her ice cream and her $20,000 refrigerator mm-hmm. while the homeless sleep outside <laughs> of her house. But I don't think they have any authority over the executive branch when it comes to enforcing immigration laws. Well, they don't, but I think what – and Ray can speak for himself. I think what Ray was saying is – in terms of bills that you can pass, right? you would stop Joe Biden. He would not be able to get bills passed like this voting bill. That, that's what I understood you to say. Well, Ray, that's but- exactly right. I mean, he nothing's going to stop his, quote, executive actions, right, except getting him out of office. But at least it would slow down the legislative freight train. I mean, there's nothing. He's got Congress now. Yeah. He can get pretty much what he wants. I but, guess- you're, but you are right, Tim, that if – if 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 they even if the if the Republicans took both houses of Congress, it would still take a lot they to impeach the president based on what some would call a political disagreement. But you can't I, I, force the president yeah, to execute I, the laws. I guess I, I, we'll we'll move on to another topic here. I guess one of the big things that bothers me is that the president of the United States can open the floodgates to basically what amounts to a million people invasion this year. That's what they're saying. Right. And his own party, which is made up of our fellow Americans, half, half the country's Democrat, don't care. And if you get enough Americans who don't care that their own homeland's being invaded, I don't know what you do to I, stop it. I think Amer- most Americans do care. I don't. I think that the Democrats are out on a, on a ledge. And I, I think don't. Come, I, think, I think, excuse me, the, Steve. The Democrat voter? I'm not talking no, about Nancy Pelosi's. The and, Democrat and the, voters don't care about this either. Or they wouldn't vote for it. Because this is a big issue. <clears throat> huh? Everybody knows about this. Well, I think... My own personal opinion is I don't care. I want my opinion is what matters here. <laughs> so I'll shut down Steve. I'll shut you that, down. And you shut, shut Ray, down, down, Ray already. down. I'll ask you for your opinion, then I'll tell you what it is. Okay. okay. <laughs> I think that the Democrats' number one issue in the 2020 election was get rid of Trump. And so I think I kind of lean towards what Steve is saying. I don't think most Democratic voters want to see the country overrun. It was. It is an important issue, but I think it was subordinate to get rid of Trump. I think if the if they knew that the country was going to be invaded this year by a million people, they still would have gone ahead and voted for Biden because getting rid of Trump was number one. Now, as the consequences of this progressive ideology become clearer, even to Democratic voters. I think you will see states like Washington, Oregon, California, for example, starting to crack down on homelessness and all those kinds of issues because that comes home to them as they try to get their kids to school and they got to walk past homeless people and drug addicts on the street. 
I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to be a little optimistic, Tim. I know okay. you want optimistic or drug glass. addicts and well, <laughs> you know, I've thought about that because you you would think there would be consequences to be paid for for opening the borders. ICE can't do their job now. Right. Uh it's 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 y'all come from around the world and Biden is letting them in by the millions. And there's nobody's gonna stop him. Nobody. Right. He doesn't care. Harris not going to go down to the border because she wants open borders. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing to study here. Yeah. She's going to study the root causes and get back with you yeah. in a couple of years, right? Huh? Anyway, yeah, she punted. Huh? Um, she was assigned this task and she's punted on yeah. it. No, she said no. I'm not doing it. <laughs> what else you got for me, Joe? Yeah, because I ain't doing that. I'll just bide my time till I'm in control. All right, go ahead, Steve. Hey, our president may have many talents. Uh, lifeguarding, own, Steve. <laughs> lifeguarding, sniffing, uh, all, yeah, any manner of talents. One talent he does not have is comedian. So President Biden was at the Coast Guard graduation ceremony uh, this last weekend. He was the commencement speaker. He trotted out a joke that President Reagan had told the same class it's a diss on the Navy. Um, it's Coast Guard Navy is the rivalry, and this is saying the Coast Guard's better than the Navy. I want to play you Ronald Reagan's rendition of it, and then I want to play you what happened when Joe Biden told the same joke. So let's start with uh, cut seven. My Coast Guard aides have been excellent. One of them taught me that, and I quote, the Coast Guard is that hard nucleus about which the Navy forms in time of war. The Coast Guard is the center. The Navy just fits around it. Right. Listen to Joe Biden say, say the same joke. Cut eight. I can only assume that you will enjoy educating your family about how the Coast Guard is, quote, the hard nucleus around the Navy forms in times of war. You are quite, you're a really dull class. I mean, come on, man. Is the sun getting to you? I would think you'd have an opportunity when I say that about the Navy to clap, but, but being here together. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. <laughs> now, listen, I've bombed on jokes before, okay? So I'm just going to say there's, I do have some sympathy for the president, but that was embarrassing simply because we all know what's really – that's not just bombing on a joke. He, <laughs> he's, he, can't, he cannot string together – an entire speech without these kinds of gaffes. You left a very important word out of the joke, which... Oh, yeah, you ruined people... the joke. <laughs> right. nah, but I've done that. I, I, I've done that where you get you just use the wrong word. But that that was... That was cringeworthy. I, listen, <laughs> when, I, when I watch television programs that, you know, I, I, I re-watch, and I know there's one of those cringeworthy moments coming up where the person embarrasses themselves, I can't watch it. I don't like to see people get embarrassed and so when i was listening to that i just i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't look <laughs> cover your though, eyes even though there was nothing <laughs> to right. see That's i did right. watch that this morning that was president reagan in 1988 i think 88 and uh now that guy could tell a joke yeah um and it, he he hit a bunch of them out of the park it's kind of like george w bush you know all those bushisms there's a whole you can get videos on youtube where you just you can watch misstep after misspeak after misspeak yeah. after misspeak 
George George Bush. So this isn't even a political thing or a partisan thing. It's hard for me to watch George Bush do that yeah. as well because I just go, oh, man. So yeah. and that's all I got to say about that. Uh, this last week, uh, five counties in Oregon voted to be Idaho. You're here. <laughs> You're here. Good. <laughs> this would be Sherman County, Lake County, Grant County, Baker County, and <laughs> Malheur County. And they voted to ask their government county seat to start – uh, seeing if there's a way that they could join, actually become part of Idaho because they are so different politically from Portland and the coast. They have a whole map set out. It, it actually includes parts of Northern California as well. Are they um, going to Are they going to change the name of of the, I mean, the name I've seen is Greater Idaho? Can, can they? Can uh, what's the process for that? If that if that actually make a trade happen, I mean, could, Idaho can't just annex it. Okay, look, look. I don't Ed, know who's responsible for borders. That would like, seem like that would be a state. This is not hard. You trade Pocatello for those four or five <laughs> counties, right? What's, what's Pocatello? I don't, I don't play card that's, games. That's, a, that's in, I'm a that's, Christian. That's I don't it's in play. Idaho. That's all I know. It's in Idaho. <laughs> Pocatello. Do you see what I did there? Yes, I, I do. I games. see what you did yeah. there. Yeah. You're very Pocatello. brave. Make a trade. Like just make a deal. Mm-hmm. I think. I think technically the state has the two states would have to make that arrangement. And I don't and a know. Player, but, and a player to be named later. A player to That's be named right. later. A county That's to right. be named later. <laughs> right. A county to be named later. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, you know, look, Oregon basically is Portland, and then there's everything else, right? Yeah. Portland is a world unto itself. And then, especially, you get to the southern part of Oregon and the eastern part of Oregon tend to be quite conservative. Yeah, That's, it goes down the coast, though. My. Uh, daughter lives in in Eugene, and it it is well. It's the home of Oregon State. It has right, right. very liberal too. Well, that's what they say about Al, uh, about uh, Pennsylvania. They say Pennsylvania is Philadelphia and Pittsburgh with Alabama in, in between. In between. So there are, there are other states that are like that. Uh, right. Pennsylvania is very conservative. Yeah, uh, you get outside of Philadelphia yeah. Yeah. and Pittsburgh, but especially Philadelphia. Uh, thanks to our friends at the Babylon Bee, I want to read you the latest headlines. You know that BLM has sided with the Palestinian people, right? Yes. Well, BLM has sent rioters over to Gaza to protest Israel by burning Palestine down. <laughs> well, that's-, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so good. Oh that's good on so many levels. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, that, so the, the, the Babylon good. Bee, now, they, the last year... They have reached genius status. Yeah, there's I so mean, much every, to comment on. Every day. And folks, we're talking about a website. If you have never heard of the Babylon Bee, where have you been living? But right. anyway, it is a satirical website. And uh, they've been noticed by CNN. Yeah. CNN and others they complaining. Them. They fact-checked <laughs> Babylon, the Babylon Bee. But they th- three or four out of their five or six stories are laugh-out-loud Every yeah. single day. It's pretty amazing. The other story was reporter stuck on Biden's grill asks a follow-up question. Stuck <laughs> on his grill. Remember oh, when he was trying to run over. Because you said you're oh, yeah. oh. standing in front of the truck and you yeah. can ask a question about Israel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, thanks, Ray. Appreciate it. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Ed. Yes. Steve. My pleasure. Well, thanks to Brent and Fred, Alex and... Jan. Jan.
again, we appreciate you listening to American Family Radio. Have a wonderful day. Tomorrow, Ed and I'll be here with JJ. Trivia Friday, baby. Tomorrow. See you then, everybody.